In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Welcome to Destination Delicious. Today in the studio with me, I have Frederick Keppel of BiggerThanYourHead.net, and we are going to be talking about bubbly for New Year's Eve. But first, the St. Jude Thanks and Giving campaign is where you can give thanks for the healthy kids in your life and give to those who are not. While you're out shopping for the holidays, look for the green Thanks and Giving logo at many of your favorite stores and give to help St. Jude kids live. Frederick, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking me. So glad to see you here. So glad to see you. I've seen you uh, recently a, a number a, a of couple places. of times, yes. Yeah, we did. We'd be, we'd be running into each other yes, if we had you. been. Yeah. After um, Frederick and I worked together for many years at the Commercial yes. Hill. And, and as we did, as <laughs> most of the, as I did with most of the people in this building, it seems. But, yeah, that's true. But we sat next to each other, and mm-hmm. we did uh, some of the same things. But one thing that Frederick did that I never did is uh, he wrote about wine for the Commercial Appeal. Yes. And continued, uh, started, while you were at the Commercial Appeal, you started biggerthanyourhead.net, and yes. now you continue with that. Yes, exactly. So I consider you an expert on what I should be drinking tomorrow night or uh, what I should be drinking tonight, in fact, if we wanted or, to start. Or, or any night, really. Well, you know, well, here's, here's the thing. Truly, I am... Um, I think I, I'm actually the expert on what I should be drinking because honestly, it's usually a, it's usually bourbon. That's what I know is what I'm going <laughs> keep it normally. Simple. I keep it simple. I mean, it's not it. I am a little bit more. I have spirits more than I have wine, but I always uh, want wine with dinner. I know that you though prefer wine just to drink. Gen- right? Generally, yes. But you you like a martini though. I, I love a martini. I like a martini too. I have I've got my calendar marked for the return of the of Orbium, which is the the Hendrix Orbium gin. Did you have any of that this year? No, no, oh, I don't. You have to have it. Oh, okay. But it only the, it'll come and go. By the time I found it, uh, by the time I had it this year, it was already there was supposedly one bottle left for sale in the city, and I called all over and had. I I, I didn't know there was a variation on Hendrix. They have. Uh, one called Orbium that will come out in the spring, and they have one called I think it's Midsummer something. It's a, it's too floral though for me. You might like it, but it mm. comes out in the summer. And I mean, I I consider Hendrix a summer, a spring and summer gin. Anyway, but well, this I, I would. I, I mean, I do, I do, or I should say, we do Tanqueray in fall and winter. And Hendrix in spring and summer. So you even vary your gin by season. That's interesting. Well, somebody was asking. That's very (laughs) interesting because somebody was asking me just the other day. He told me that he doesn't believe he's ever had a gin and tonic. And I said, well, I will make you an excellent gin and tonic, but I can't do it until the spring um, <laughs> because I can't get the, I can't get the, the, you know, the Orbium, which is the, yeah. the uh, gin I want to use. And I actually, I do have a little bit, but I'm kind of hoarding it. So I would, oh, in I fact, see. I would in fact make him a gin and tonic, but that's about how much I have left. Um, so Tangeray, you say for this time of year. No, Tangeray for fall and winter. All right. That's yeah, this right, time right, of year. Right. right. And then, oh, this time of year. Yes. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then move on to Hendrix, right. but but don't don't skip the Orbium. See now, okay, we'll talk about spirits too. I, I guess we'll talk about all things alcohol okay. while while we're all in right. here today. Okay. But mainly wine and bubbly, because right. here's something that I realized when I came to um, to work with you that you know when all that was when all the wine was flowing, you know, constantly coming into the commercial yes. appeal, and. At some point, when I started writing about food, I realized I'm not I'm I'm too old to learn what I want to learn about wine. Because well, here's why: not not that I'm too old to learn it, but I don't want to. It's it's going to be coming out of my budget. The budget was not as generous as you know. The things got cut back at the CA, so right. it would have been I could learn up to a certain point, and then it was going to become prohibitively expensive to learn about, you know, really pricey, unusually good bottles. And I, I, so I, I thought that was the way it was. Now, I think I know plenty to be able to, you know, pick out a good bottle of wine anywhere under $50, which there are many excellent bottles Thousands, of wine. Yes. yes. Um, but if you got into something really expensive, well, but, but who, I, what, I wouldn't know. What do you want to learn about wine? Nothing more than I know now. That's that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want that. that okay. I, I'm completely. I'm happy with what I know sure. about it now. Yeah, of course. And and I feel like you know in in those years since then, which that's been, gosh, I don't know, eighteen years or so now. Sure. It um you know when I thought I was too old, I mean, too old then, and now I, uh, you, you just happen to learn things, you know, it's not, uh, but I didn't feel like I had the, you know, you always had your wine notebooks and you're always making little notes about everything I, as I see you have with you today. Um, and I thought I'd, I don't know if I can do that. Now, I, I do have my little black cocktail notebook, and there are a, a few, bar, well, many bartenders who have them, and some are generous enough well, to let that, me. Well, that's part of your job now, though. Well, it is, I but mean, that's you, also you, for pleasure. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a little of both. Yeah. And, but anyway, you, you just impressed me as knowing so much about wine, and I still think you do, and so let's talk about um, bubbly for a moment, and then okay. we'll come back to more. Well, you, you know, the... The, the, the producers of sparkling wine and champagne tell us that something like 85% of all those products are sold in the month of December. I believe that. And, and of course, they would like people to drink bubbly all year round, which I certainly agree with. I mean, we would, in, in, in our house, we would rather drink champagne and sparkling wine than anything, actually. Would you? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's totally our favorite. You know, I it's not mine. And I, I mean, I love it. And I like, um, and this is a place where I do get into liking a little bit of the pricier things because I like the softer bubbles. I don't like carbonation so much. Like I don't drink soft drinks. I you don't, um, I, I make an exception for champagne. I was, but, I was going to say that that would sort of cut out right. champagne. No, but the, but it, but I do make that. I, I gladly make the exception, but okay. it would not oh, be oh, what okay. I would want Good. to drink well, every day. Okay. Yeah, no, I love yeah. it too. I agree. Um, so, what are some of the things that you keep around your house? Uh, well, you know, in in writing about wine, I depend upon, and most of the wine writers depend upon, samples. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the importers and producers send us samples. They come by UPS and FedEx on a first-name basis with all these people who come to my house bearing these boxes. Um, so I don't buy a lot of champagne or sparkling wine myself unless it's this time of year and I need to sort of fill in yeah, fill in the gaps for things that I need uh, to write about. You know, every year I do the 12 days of Christmas with champagne and sparkling wine. Right. And that's a countdown from Christmas Day to uh, January the 5th. To, the, you know, to 12, Epiphany. Yeah, to Epiphany. Right. And every day I do one or two or three different kinds of sparkling wine and champagne uh, that people would be interested in. Um, most of those are samples, um, but I will buy things that I need to sort of fill in the gaps here and there mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, we do love real champagne in our house, uh, but California and Oregon are making terrific sparkling wine. There are sparkling wines that come from other parts of France. You know, they sure. can't use the name champagne right. because that's very heavily regulated. But um, there, are, there are sparkling wines from Burgundy and Bordeaux and from the south of France uh, that cost half or a third what you might pay for actual champagne, but that are totally delightful, you know, delicious sparkling wines. And, and those shouldn't be neglected. Well, I don't think any of them should should be neglected. Let's don't do that. Well, no. But here I'm going to, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I am going to ask you to answer this before we're finished. Um, mm -hmm. You'll have a few minutes to think about it. Mm -hmm. People will ask me all the time, oh, so what's your favorite restaurant? It, it, which is, you know, kind of, it, it's not like I get to really pick no, a favorite no, because I'm going to no. different places yeah, all right, the time. But if some, but then I think, okay, but it, when I'm spending my money, when I'm saying, let's just go have a place, you know, go buy, have a meal here or there, I do have a few places that are a handful of, okay, let's go there, you know, where well, I'm not oh, working. No, we're, the, we're the same way. So that's what I'm asking. That's what I want you to answer about the bottle, about the champagne. When you uh, actually uh, go okay. to buy a bottle, oh, okay. what okay, would sure. you, yeah, what would you that. go Spend money that. on to drink for your own pleasure. We so, can do that. if you if you know the answer now, you can give it now. No, if you I'll, if you want to I'll, think on it, I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Hold, hold it in your hand. It, let okay. it let it work back there for a minute. So here's the thing: it comes in all price points, like wine does. So, if you want to make a champagne cocktail, you don't uh, necessarily have to have a great bottle of champagne. No, do you? you don't. You know, most recipes. Um, will say, you know, top off with brute champagne. Mm -hmm. And basically, they just mean a dry champagne. But there's no reason that could not be a dry, sparkling wine from California. Or a Prosecco. Or mm, Prosecco in some circumstances, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, but Prosecco doesn't have quite the depth and character that some champagne cocktails would call for. See, now we're real big on Prosecco. For, for a while, for some reason, it was cava. Always cava with the, the mimosa or, yeah. you know, cava yeah, sure. to top off this or that. And then it became just Prosecco for yeah. whatever well, reason. I mean, the, so, the, the mimosa is probably the champagne cocktail that most people are familiar with. Right. Because they go to brunch. 
They do. And brunch comes with a complimentary mimosa or whatever. Or a, a man mosa. Or, that, which is, has, has vodka in it, I don't too. know what that is. It has vodka. Yeah, that has vodka in it. Well, isn't that silly? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could call it silly or you could call it delicious. Or you could just call it vodka and orange juice. We, yeah, you right. topped off. That's true. A screwdriver with champagne. Yeah, we right. could just call it that. Um, but the actual champagne cocktail, and, and I know this okay. only because, is nothing but a sugar cube and Angostura bitters right, with right. You, uh, you drop the sugar cube mm-hmm. into the bottom of the the flute. Right. Two or three dashes of Angostura bitters. Mm-hmm. Pour in the champagne and do a lemon twist. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it's very simple. Now, do you think? And it's sweet. That well, you know, and I mean, that's what I was going to say. Does that require a? Um, does that require a better champagne, or is that just? Uh, any champagne. You're going to change that flavor th- when you put I that sugar cube in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, you would want a dry champagne uh, because if you put a sweet champagne in there, I think it would be too much. And and it's tricky, by the way, because if it says, uh, what? okay, so Brute is dry. Mm-hmm. Demisec is? Demisec is semi-sweet. And sec or... Dry, dry is sweet, right? It, it's confusing. Okay. Remind, no, no, it's yeah, very confusing. It what, what happened was that champagne actually started sweet. And so as champagne got drier mm-hmm. through the 19th century, they had to have new terms that sort of counted down from sweetness. So a dry champagne still is, you know, it's sort of sweet. So, but if it says dry on the label, it means yeah, it's going to be sweet. Yeah. Swedish. Yeah. Sweet. So a brut, a brut champagne is where it starts to get drier. Mm-hmm. And then there's now a category called extra brut or brut naturel or zero brut, uh, which means that the champagne or the sparkling rye has no dosage. So there's no sugar added to it. And it can be brutally dry, very steely, very minerally, which is the way I like it. It is the way you like it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think that I kind of, I might like the the champagnes that are a little bit toastier. Not, and I don't mean, um, some of them are, are too yeasty. I don't like that. I, but I, 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 I can't, those are not my favorite. Mine either. It's like those, you know, it, it, it's not as bad as like the buttery Chardonnay, but, you know, it's that awful, just too much. But what what I've found this last year that I've just, I mean, it's not something I found, but I just started drinking it, was is Paul Roger. And that, just that white label to me, right. Is that is the best of that's, the pricier that's, champagnes? That, that's to what me. they call the Brut Reserve. That's what that one is. Yeah, and yeah, that's and the one the, that's the like Paul Roger sixty-ish a bottle. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and and it's it's worth it, and me. it's it's a classic. It's delicious. I mean, it's really a classic, well balanced, uh, and that 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 whole toasty yeasty element is sort of subdued. It's just so yeah. soft. Even yeah. the bubbles really are great. soft. Everything about it. It it's. I decided that that. I don't mind spending money on that. That was when right. we we're talking sure. about what some other things that, you know, maybe I, I drink them and I think, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, more 
quickly on uh, champagne cocktails. We've talked about two, but let's let's um, let's don't forget one of my favorites, and I'm sure it's one that you like also. Is the French seventy five? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's my that, that's pretty much my favorite summertime cocktail. You and, know. Okay, and we're going to we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and tell you about the French seventy five. The Destination Delicious podcast is brought to you by FedEx. FedEx delivers more than just packages or pallets. We deliver possibilities. Okay, we're back. Frederick just was telling us that it is, the French 75 is pretty much his favorite summer cocktail, although maybe that Hendrix gin and tonic might be. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to think it through. I love a gin and tonic. Yeah. Uh, but French 75 is, do you do gin or brandy? Uh, gin. Mm-hmm. Although, if you're going to do it in the winter time, I think it ought to be brandy. I agree with you completely. <laughs> you know, I do. Spring yes. and summer, it has to be gin. I totally so agree. Basically, two ounces of dry gin, a teaspoon of super fine sugar, because it is a slightly sweet drink, you know, half right. ounce of lemon juice, shake it because it has fruit juice in it. Right. You know, co- cocktails that have fruit juice are shaken. That's right. Cocktails that do not have fruit juice are stirred. All If it's only liquor, you yeah, stir. Yeah, right. exactly. And then, you know, you strain it into the glass and add the um, the champagne. Add the champagne on the top. the sparkling wine. Um, there's and, a- and it's named for... The uh, French cannon in World War One, right? The it artillery round. seventy-five, and it has a wonderful story that I read. David uh, Wonderich wrote this, and I think it was in in Bob Magazine, but it might have been in one of his books. I can't remember. Uh, but it's it. I don't know if this is anecdotal or if it's in fact true. But um, Tallulah Bankhead had. Um, Several French 75s on the night that the Germans, this was on the eve of, or it was in World War II, but it was when the Germans were getting ready to um, invade France Mm. or or had just invaded. And she swore that she would, um, she wouldn't drink for as long as that Germany, as long as Germans were occupying France. But uh, she had several French 75s the night before. And as he said, that's probably more likely the reason why. Because it's like, <laughs> and they are, they are deceptively strong. I will yeah, say that. Sure. And and they're named after a very, um, you know, very powerful artillery round, right. as we just said. So what, I don't know what it is. Is it sometimes I think maybe the combination of the the liquor and the champagne, but it's, it's they that, say never and, more and than maybe two. maybe even uh, a little bit of that, that, that sugar element, you know, sort of goes to your head too. Well, it could be. And I do use a little bit of simple syrup in mine. Mm-hmm. I, I simplify it, I guess, because I always have simple syrup handy. But it, yeah, just a tiny bit. It's a great drink. And yeah. I do agree. Brandy yeah. in the winter. Um, gin in the summer, right? For sure, and and I don't think you have to use real champagne. I think prosecco is fine. You might think you have to put real champagne on top, mm. eh, maybe, or some kind of sparkling wine. Okay, so but here's the thing about it: once you open it, I know that you can use the little champagne cork, which I use at home. But do you, how long do you think that really keeps that bottle of champagne um, fresh? We have uh, these little stoppers. You know, the rabbit company that mm-hmm. makes the wine openers? Right. Uh, they're just little sort of cone-shaped stoppers. They're rubber with little flanges on them. And you can push them into the um, 
neck of the bottle. Right. And they will hold the bubbles four or five days. I, I use the same thing. And four or five days, it seems reasonable. Yeah. And just put it in the fridge and you think it still tastes fine. You know, and if you days. haven't drunk a bottle of champagne in four or five days, you should be ashamed of yourself anyway. Well, I guess so. But if you're only using a couple ounces on, if you're drinking it with French 75s, I don't know. That's, okay, well, uh, that's what I'm wondering um, about. I would be, I, I even wonder sometimes if I should just buy the little bottles, but I never do. No. Never. Nah. nah. What's the point, really? Okay, so what are you drinking New Year's Eve? Ah, um, we always have uh, caviar on New Year's Eve that I order from Petrosian in mm-hmm. New York. Um, what kind will you have? It's the um, Royal Ocetra. Oh, it sounds so delicious. Yeah. Um, we get one and three-quarter ounces, which what, is— what does, what does Leslie get, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, that's that's actually, I mean, caviar is so rich, no, but and it so dominates, you know, oh. your 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 taste buds that one and three quarter ounces on some just a really plain cracker or a piece of bread or something turns out to be plenty. And what you want with that is a really dry, mm. minerally steely champagne. If not vodka. Well, well I was I mean, just going to say, actually, vodka is wonderful with it. the best it, thing right? truly is vodka right out of the, the freezer. freezer. So it's ice, ice cold. I totally and, and, agree with and, that. And, and, and that's just great. But for champagne, um, actually this year, I'm probably going to go with California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you have one picked out? I, I have a bottle of the uh, Domaine Carneros Le Rêve, mm-hmm. 2012. This is, is this something people could buy here if they want to? Is it available? Uh, actually, it is available. It, about uh, it's, what? It's retail? Uh, $115 a bottle. Mm, that's a bit of a splurge. That's a splurge. It, it's a splurge. That's, that's definitely a splurge. Mm-hmm. That's, that's two bottles of uh, Paul Roger. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it's, it's uh, one that I've had before. Mm-hmm. And so I know what it's like, I know the character. And I think that it has that steely, minerally aspect that will really cut through the richness of the uh, the caviar. Gosh, I hope my car doesn't break down somewhere around your house. If it does, I mean, I'm oh, just, gee, I'll just have to come so knock. Sad. I know. I would have no yeah. choice. Well, okay, not everybody's going to drink that no, or of eat course that. Not. So, of course not. Wait, I mean, if, 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 if your idea of New Year's Eve is like, a hundred people standing in your backyard singing Old Lang Syne with tears in their eyes. Yeah. Okay. You go really cheap. How cheap? So that I, was, I wasn't going to ask for a hundred, but I was going to say, let's say you've got 30 or 40 people. Okay. What would you, what would you provide? Okay. Um, or a hundred. You pick the number. No. Uh, Big part. 30 or 40. I would go toward Alsace or Bourgogne. Mm-hmm. Cremant de Alsace or Cremant de Bourgogne mm-hmm. because they're really terrific and they tend to cost 19 to $25. And that would be what? It's You get 
five glasses of champagne? Is it, or, or is it six per depends, bottle? It depends on how much you pour. Right. But I mean, it, it, but you pour less champagne than you do wine, right? I mean, if you pour, well, I tend to fill that glass right up. Do but, you, by the way, drink in a, in a flute or do you okay, do a wine okay, glass? That's, that's, the, that's big the big controversy. thing now. That's yes. the big deal. And all these sommeliers will say, oh, well, you know, we drink champagne in a wine glass now because it really develops the character. I've been told this many times. But, you know, I mean, we debate this at our house a lot. And we use a flute because if you don't get the bubbles, Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the good of drinking champagne or any kind of sparkling wine if you can't hold it up and see those tiny bubbles just surging up like that in this tempest of glinting Oh, it's just—it's wonderful. Well, it is. And, it is and, pretty. And if, and if you pour it into a wine glass, then you—you you don't get that wonderful feeling, that festiveness about sparkling wine. That's really necessary. My granddaughter, when she drinks, um, well, Topo Chico because they live in Austin, but she calls it spicy water because it bubbles mm-hmm. in her mouth. Mm-hmm. So you—you you get this—that spiciness, I guess, that activity in your mouth. If somebody who does not like carbonation very much, like me, um, would a wine glass sort of uh, calm the bubble a little bit for me? Well, that's probably a good point. It might mute the Mm -hmm. effervescence somewhat because it doesn't have the narrow shape of the flute to send it surging up like that. And don't bother with the old-fashioned coupe glass, the, the small sort of shallow glass right. like that. I mean, that does nothing for champagne at they're, all. They're great for little cocktails now. They, yes, yes, absolutely. You, you don't have to throw them out. They're, they're, no, no, they're no, no, on no. trend I mean, for cocktails yeah, now. Absolutely, right. yes. Um, In fact, I, I, I like a bar that uses different kinds of glasses. Me too. You know what? Glasses are important. Actually, my go-to cocktail now is a Negroni. A Negroni or a Boulevardier for me. Same thing, except I'm take I'm drinking mine. Mm. Well, you but gin on the Negroni. Yeah, right. And then when I had the Boulevardier is um, bourbon or raw. But I'm pretty sure it's the same. The Negroni is gin, sweet vermouth, and um, Campari, right? Right. And the Boulevardier is just putting in the dark liquor. Oh, okay. And then the I use the Delon mm-hmm. Rouge, and I use Capoletti instead of Campari, but mm-hmm. any Aperol, mm-hmm. any of right. them. You know, oh, I love that drink. But, I love but, it. But sometimes um, at Bari, for instance, mm-hmm. um, of course, you can get it on the rocks. You can get rocks or uh, up. And I, I, I like it served in just a classic um, martini glass mm-hmm. in that shape. Um, at uh, Acre, um, they serve it in a sort of a gently rounded glass mm-hmm. that's very thin, almost antique in a way. And just very breakable too. Just a very breakable mm-hmm. but just the idea of the thought that goes into that sort of individuality I find very gratifying. Well I, I do too. And and I stock my house that way. I mean that mm-hmm. there are glasses well there's you know I, I 
truly a cabinet full of glasses. I don't yeah, care anything yeah, about China. Do. I just like right, yeah, we glasses. Have, yeah, yeah, but I keep on the bar, you know, there are different ones. Mm-hmm. And so I can always go to for if we have martinis or if we're going to have uh, a boulevardier or if we're going mm-hmm. to have, you know, of course, wine. But there are other things that, you know, have glasses that I just say, mm, I think I just want this shape for this mm-hmm. drink. And and it has to do with the ice, too. Look, ice, ice has become a big deal. That people are hand-carving ice. There are people in this town who go through the trouble of freezing their ice and hand-chiseling that ice to get exactly what they want. And I'm not going to name them right here because I'm going to be writing about them. Right. But they oh, okay. are people, there are people doing that. It may be a little bit too precious, but there is something I, going on. That- I find that a little precious. I do too. Yes, I do too. Yes. but I'm also. And, 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 but I'm and, and interested. You know, you know the thing about the 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 big square ice cube mm-hmm. that practically fills the whole glass, and then there's the well, liquor the, in there. I there's a place know. for the big square cube though. The big square cube. If you're just drinking, like if I'm if I'm making a, a big on Manhattan's also. So if oh. we're doing, I, I love a Manhattan. That's that's a good one for that. Mm-hmm. If you're just pouring a shot of bourbon, you know, over it, just big cube bourbon right. refill. It, it, not me so much as <laughs> as people that we both know that will also you know, just they can use that ice cube right. for a while, but because it doesn't melt, the drink right. is yeah, so fast sure, right. that ice cube yeah. will last. But sometimes I want a smaller cube because I'm counting on. It melting down a little bit because sure. I want to weaken the drink. Right. I mean, you know, water is an ingredient too, and yeah, it can absolutely. be used in a cocktail to, to help make it not so strong. Okay, uh, All right. another. We so under twenty. You 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 recommended again. Tell me again what you just said. Uh, Crema d'Alsace from okay. Alsace. All right, and also from Burgundy. Available anywhere around here. Yeah, available anywhere around here. Uh, Prosecco. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I didn't mean to denigrate Prosecco. I think it's it Prosecco and fine. I are both sound but, of ego. But, We're fine. But, but, you know, there are dull Proseccos and there are really good Proseccos. And sure. there's a, my favorite brand is called Adami. Adami? I don't know. I'll yeah, have to try uh, it. it's, it's, it's available here. Okay. Um, um, but the, the, uh, if you are really slaking the thirst of mobs of people, mm-hmm. Martini and Rossi that makes, you know, uh, vermouth, um, also make uh, a sparkling wine, an extra brute, 12 to $14. Did not know. Don't believe yeah. I'm aware of that one yeah. either. But there, that's fine. And you can also. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a little shout out on that for uh, if you're looking for something very inexpensive, is a cava, the Segura Viudas cava. Absolutely, that's it's under ten dollars on my list. Oh, right oh well, okay. Yes, then I'm sorry. I didn't. I thought you right were going. There. You that's were progressively. Quite right. That's quite all right. Going. Yeah. And, there's and a good don't one. don't forget the cava we all grew up with. Well, my well, generation and fresh fresh net. Yeah, absolutely. And the cor- black bottle, Cordon Negro, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm, no. And it's, and, and then some. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the proseccos that. Well, I mean, I just you know I tend to I, just as a creature of habit. I mean, I just end up you know buying Lamarca more than than anything else because it's just always sitting on the end cap, and I just pick it up and oh, you know true. it just it's easy. But true. but um, but you know, there's one that. 
And this one I like an awful lot because it's not quite as fizzy. It's Riondo. Are you familiar with no. that? And it's not even in a, uh, doesn't have a, like a, a cork. I mean, it has a cork, but it's not, it's not under pressure because it's frizzante instead oh, right, of right, sure. uh, what? spumante. Yeah. So it, um, it, it just has a little bit less. Gently, it's gently effervescent. Yeah. I like, it. I mean, more yeah. than say like a vino verde, more than something like that, mm. but not, um, you know, full on right. bubbles, which I mean, but I, I make it sound like I don't like it. I do, but sometimes they're just really harsh, and they just, you know, are kind of, it's a little bit more than I want. I want something yeah. a little softer in my mouth, just because I don't like, you know, like I, I never uh, order sparkling water. I don't want um, Coca-Cola, you know, yeah, that kind of sure. stuff. So you just get, hmm. hmm. Anyway, just one of those which things, is just one of those things. Yeah, right. What else is on that list? I see lots of rock. Uh, there's another Cava, uh, Juve e Camps. Don't know that one. Do you, know, um, you know how to spell it? The, yeah, spell okay. it. Okay, J-U-V-E, mm-hmm. then Y, mm-hmm. and then C-A-M-P-S. All right. And that's a Cava, so it's from it's Spain. It's a Cava. It's, uh, they have a Brut Rosé. Mm-hmm. It's about $16, $17, $18. That's several steps Better than most cavas. I was going to say at that price, price. I hope that it's a better cava than most because cavas do tend to be pretty inexpensive. Um, And that's good. And I love a rose, a sparkling rose. Yeah. I like a rose. We do too. Yeah. Very much. Very much. Uh, From California. um, No, I'm getting up a little bit, like Mm -hmm. uh, Mum Napa. Very nice. You know, $18, $19. But nice. Yeah, really nice. Yes. Uh, Gloria Ferrer. Is that California? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So. Also nice. Um, Schramsburg. Lovely. Okay. Now, the regular Schramsburg, of course, has gotten more expensive. They're like 40 to $50. But they make a second label called Mirabella. I don't know that one. Yes. Mir- Mirabelle. And the brute is twenty five to twenty six dollars. That is um, really good. I I have some of the good in the some of the original. The vintage. Which, why did the it vintage. get so expensive? By the way, because I remember when that was around in the in the twenties. Yeah, what um, happened? I, um, it's a combination of uh, demand and market forces. Land prices, uh, the prices of uh, French oak barrels. Um, but mean, that, I mean, I'm, didn't that seem to me? I mean, it seems to me that 10 years ago that that was like a $20 bottle. No, 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 no it's never been that cheap. Okay. Um, I think maybe 15 to 20 years ago, you could get it for between 26 and $30. Hmm. Yeah. Well, then... I need to find out who brought those bottles to my house and thank them more heartily than, than perhaps <laughs> yeah, I did really, when really, they did, yeah. but they're yeah. they're still there. And we know what you're splurging on, but yeah. if I wanted to splurge, well, we know what I would splurge on. But uh, if you if you want to go to actual you know real French champagne, uh, you're starting to look at fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's say maybe forty if something is on sale or if there's a discount or something like that. But, um, you know, you can't beat Veuve Clicquot, yellow label. 
Uh, even know, you, you think that even so that or Paul Roger, which one for oh, you? I would always go to Paul Roger. Okay, well yeah, then, all absolutely. Right. I would too. But I just but, but we, were, we had this discussion the other night, and there a, was like a, you know, there was Team Vuv Clicquot, and there was Team Paul Roger. Yeah. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was leading the charge for mm. Paul Roger, but but they're very different, and. You can speak to the different. I mean, the yeah, the sure. case a lot leaner. Uh, there's also uh, champagne jacquard, which you can get for maybe forty five to fifty dollars in the brute. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, uh, Rotorer, very nice, which makes great champagne and also sparkling wine in California. The I have one of those at home, but I believe I have the sparkling one. Yeah, the Rotorer brute. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's excellent. They're, um, they're one of the companies, the French houses, that got into California pretty early. It's not very expensive, the, the California, though, is it? No. I, um, I, I mean, of course, I'm going to tell you it's $5 because I'm, that's what I thought the Stromsburg was. But no. no I th- but it is, it's certainly what, like 15, 18? I'd say 18 to 20. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's keeping up with prices better than I am. That's it's my job. You know, it's true. I guess you know. Yeah. Can I say something about opening champagne bottles? Please do. Okay. Are you going to tell us to savor it? No, I, I think I think that's sort of silly. Why? Uh, you know, <laughs> no, I've never in, seen unless, in, 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 unless you're out on the battlefield. Yeah. You know, and and, and for have some a reason saber, you can actually have a saber, have a saber. and yeah. you know don't need to dodge bullets or whatever. Um, people somehow. Associate champagne or sparkling wine with that big pop, you know, and the stuff comes fizzing out and everything. But that's dangerous and wasteful because dangerous and wasteful because that if you push the cork out with your thumbs, Mm -hmm. it comes out because of the pressure in the bottle Mm -hmm. at about 60 miles an hour. Mm. That can, you know. Put your eye, eye out. out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, knock off, knock a vase off, yeah. off of a shelf. Could kill a cat. Kill uh, a cat. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, so the way to open a bottle of sparkling wine is to first you take off the foil and the little wire cage. You hold the cork in your, well, your right hand if you're right-handed. Mm-hmm. Hold the bottle in your left hand, and you turn the bottle, not the cork. That gives you more control. Huh. Twist the bottle away from the cork rather can, than the cork away from the bottle. I can certainly see the, the difference in what you're saying and in what I do. I never pop it, but I do yeah, right. twist the I do yeah. twist the cork. And I I will now twist the bottle. Yeah. Because you're telling me to, and I believe I believe you. what you're saying. Thank you very much. And then um well I think that we are going to wrap up for today, but I want to ask you while I have you on here, will you come back and discuss gin and tonics with me in the spring and when the Orbium oh, comes sure. out? Oh, absolutely. Well, we'll do that. We'll talk about uh, spring cocktails and we'll have, uh, and maybe we'll do this in an afternoon and do a taste test. I was going to say, we, we can't talk about spring cocktails without actually, you know, tasting some spring cocktails. I think that's what we'll need to do. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. let's plan it. Let's okay. plan when spring comes, we'll set a date. Okay. Happy New Year, Thank Frederick. You. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you for coming. Thanks so much for asking me.
You can subscribe to this podcast and others from The Daily Memphian anywhere you get podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Eat Drink Memphis and keep up with our monthly events at dailymemphian.com slash delicious. For the Destination Delicious podcast, I'm Jennifer Biggs. We deliver olives, Greek sandals, and everything you need to relive that perfect trip to the Mediterranean. But what you really get when FedEx knocks on your door is so much more. FedEx delivery. Memories. What we deliver by delivering. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.